Madden Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary. The year is 3013. The galaxy is scintillating in the mellow light. Two galactic pilgrims seek out vistas in the samurai future to bring forth the unity of the cosmic shaman. Opening the door of the pantheon of mystics, the evil sorcerer wizard powers the engine of science, seeking to forever alter the sacred balance, traveling on effervescent balls of summer fire. This week, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! In the year 2021, all you good boys and girls are getting an episode of Madden Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary! Ho, ho, ho. Give me a Krima. <laughs> forever the, I know you told Luke that story. Yeah. <laughs> I think any Christmas episode we ever do for the rest of time, Matt's going to reference that story. Give me a Christmas. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's give me a Christmas. I Because I, I, I have a Christmas song I've never recorded, which um, it would have like synthesized horns and a cheese ball beat and have some guy just, just keep screaming, Merry Krima, y'all, every few seconds. <laughs> Give me your Christmas. Yeah. yeah, that was in the, that was in that was in the the blotter of Creative Loafing, is where that was, and uh, it was just a yeah. Someone yelled that, and stuck somebody up at, at, around the holidays. <laughs> Makes sense. I mean, you can't fault them for that. Yeah. Okay. Well, someone gave me this bow and arrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how you get things. I'm Jewish, fool. <laughs> Happy Hanukkah and a punch to the face. That's how you respond. (laughs) Impaled on menorah. (laughs) Now, today's uh, particular Christmas movie is Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, the sci-fi classic from 1964. Yeah. Okay. You see, you you foreshadowed me on the last podcast we did. So um, my first introduction to this film, and I was about 13 or 14 for Christmas, my parents got me a big box set of 40 classic sci-fi films on DVD. Like, you know, double-sided DVDs, real cheap. Um, and this they were using the definition of classic, where classic just means old. <laughs> <laughs> so there are a couple of great ones in there. That was my first introduction to Gamera. There was some, like, you know, bikini Amazon vixens versus the space robot stuff. <laughs> There's a couple of cool actual classics. And then, yeah, this was on there. I had why well, I had a set like it. I guess there were like 87 different sets like that. But uh. yeah. <laughs> um, my dad's probably got a video of me on like, it might have been my birthday, not Christmas, but like sat at the dinner table just reading out the names of films and laughing to myself and eventually getting to Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. <laughs> so I just in my hosting duty, I, I suppose we should uh, say Andrew's over there. Hi, Andrew. He's Hi, Mary Crimble. Coming back in today. So yeah, okay, that's done. Um, I don't. This might have been the first time I watched the whole thing because I mean that's a bit of a slog. It's a very colorful slog. I'll give it that. But uh... <laughs> so not that long. When I was looking this up, you, when you put the name into Google, it comes up on lists with like Plan Nine from Outer Space and Manos Hands, but like 
worst films of all time lists. It's all right. There's some nice sets. <laughs> it's like it's a Christmas film, you know? <laughs> it's about standard for a Christmas film, but this one's in space. I like it. I might have watched a few minutes of it sometime. I don't think I watched the whole thing before, but I definitely remember the uh, absolutely um, vile earworm theme song. Right. I actually made some notes about this film and my first one. So in that theme song, they spell the word, right? S-A-N-T-A. Santa. But they say Santa. Santa. And then, yeah, they say Santa Claus. That's because they're stupid kids. (laughs) <laughs> like do americans say that do they say santa claus no they don't they got the dumb kids to do this one right also we should mention that this film is on youtube like several times on yeah. youtube um i actually took a screenshot of one of the youtube comments the one that was like before you even click on the comments the one that's like highlighted and most of the comments are quite nice it's just like Oh, I used to watch this on Christmas. This is what we had before the more modern films. But this the top comment was, God, I love America. Thank you for our culture. Hooray. <laughs> now, the, most of this movie takes place on Mars, though. Yeah, or the North Pole. <laughs> and Mars and the North Pole. But yeah, you two, as, as Americans, did this film fill you with patriotic fervor? For Mars. <laughs> You know, it, it does have that sequence earlier on that does have a... No, you know what it felt like? Dr. Strangelove, when they're showing all the stock footage of Jets and stuff. I was like, it was in that's black and true. white. It was in black that and white. That is quite movie. true. Yeah. Yeah. What's no, your, I agree. What's your history on this one? I, I guess you've seen it a few times. Is this your Christmas Yeah, I, this one, um, Elvira had it, actually, come to think of it. Um, this was on Movie Macabre. It's... Uh, you know, she often had to just show whatever was owned by the, you know, whatever stock stuff that they owned, the company could own, or stuff that no one owned uh, that that they could play. And so this was one from, yeah, uh, around the Christmas time shows. So, um, and, and, you know, I liked it. I thought it was genuinely funny. Like, I love the characters. I think the writing is actually good. I I don't have a problem with this movie. Like, I don't think when I saw Mystery Science Theater uh, do the th- the their episode on it, I remember thinking, I was like, okay, but the movie's already funny. Mm-hmm. You know, it's already a comedy. I like, I laugh at it and not because, oh, this is bad, but, you know, no, I actually like the movie. I, I should define my slog a little bit. Um, The slog was, you know, you just put out like the, the Peter Jackson Get Back documentary, which is like Lord of the, Ring, Lord of the Rings length, right? So I'm like, I need to get through Santa Claus so I can watch more of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I, I knew you would be one of these people that eats that up, that 900-hour Beatles thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the past few nights, I'm like, I must get through Santa Claus, but I want to watch the Beatles. That's, that's my <laughs> Thanksgiving present. Not that we have Thanksgiving here or anything. So. <laughs> um, I, I, Andrew, you said you've seen this several times then? Yeah. Okay, I decided to put you on the spot and do this oral hygiene style. I, I, I got on the train. I was going to start writing the synopsis myself. And then mm-hmm. I just started reading a book about the creation of Los Angeles for some reason. <laughs> that sounds like time better spent, I'll I say. It was, but um, I, I feel like I can put you on the spot for this one then. So Yeah. Oh, no, I'm trying to go anytime. Okay. Uh, we want the synopsis for uh, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Let's roll it.
Santa Claus Conquers the Martians is a story of Martian kids who become obsessed with Santa and Christmas because they don't have it on Mars. So what do the leaders of Mars do? Go get Santa Claus, bring him to Mars, have him create Christmas there. But there's a bad guy. It has its own Grinch that wants to throw his monkey face into the whole works. Does he succeed? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, he does not succeed. (laughs) He does not succeed. He's the turd of the galaxy. That's the award that he that's his Christmas gift. The turd of the galaxy. Um Yes, we're going to talk about actors. I didn't bother. I mean, there's Pia Zadora, but <laughs> she's not. I mean, she's, she's just it, here. I just yeah, remember her name. That's just, all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, she she doesn't really have. Um, there's people who think Jamie Farr is in it. <laughs> <laughs> that makes well. I I thought it was Rob Schneider. Oh yeah, I felt I got Rob Schneider vibes off of him. Well, we're talking I, about Droppo, of course. Drops Droppo, right? Yeah. Yes, Droppo. Okay, here I, I do want to put Droppo's head into a bandsaw. What's wrong with Droppo? Everything's man? wrong with Droppo. I like Droppo. Okay, no, yeah. I, I want. I'm You're alone on this one. I want to have Jar Jar put him into a bandsaw. <laughs> Droppo is kind of the the guy who everybody thinks is an idiot. He's the kind of the you know the underdog, the kick around guy, and he ends up getting like the best gig ever for any Martian. Um, he ends up getting to be Martians, Mars's Santa Claus. Because at one point, the what's the what's the guy in charge? What's his name? Uh, so he's called Kima, and his wife's called Moma because it's just King Martian and Mum Martian. Yeah, that's and the boy brilliant. and girl are called Bomar and Gama because they're boy Martian and girl Martian. <laughs> I mean, it's it's great. The script. I didn't I yeah. didn't even notice that until Wikipedia told me, and I was like, oh my god. Yeah. yeah why, why mess around with it? You know. Uh, yeah, he's like, oh Santa. You've been Santa on Earth for years. Um, you got to stay on Mars. <laughs> this is Barsoom. <laughs> yeah, this this will be better. And he's like, "Do you have dental?" And they're like, "No." He's I'm like, out. Like, you you I'm do out. realize I eat like candy for three meals a day every day. <laughs> like, I need dental. <laughs> <laughs> How new are you guys? I'm freaking Santa Claus. Candy canes are not good for your teeth. No. And Santa, I mean, he's also smokes a pipe, you know. I mean, I'm sure he's got a help. fifth of scotch in the back pocket too. Well, I mean, you know, you got to stay smashed. <laughs> I mean, let's look at those rosy red cheeks, you know. <laughs> I mean, that is how you survive in an environment that cold. It's just drinking all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the North Pole, absolutely. So, no, I, I definitely, um, I feel for Droppo. I'm like, first of all, his name's Droppo. What a life. Right, everybody gets all these other names that sound at least like alien, and they're like Droppo. That sounds like he drops everything. 
or he's a turd that fell from the from the sky. You know my opinion. (laughs) He's just the one guy on Mars who just has a sense of fun. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, 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 he was one of these characters that's clearly made for kids' enjoyment. Like I said, it it is a comedy, and uh, the the jokes, the humor, uh, that all works. And uh, Droppo is kind of part of that. He's, you know, he's the whipping boy. But that's why he gets, uh, you know, that's why he gets a, a good ending. Oh, it's also good as he, he doesn't, I mean, just because of the kind of film it is. But even when he is being sort of dumped on by everyone else, he still seems pretty jolly. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's, you know. that's, that's a Santa quality. Yeah. You know? Well, um, I actually really like the Santa in this. Because he's kidnapped by Martians, <laughs> but he's immediately just like, well, Martians don't have a Christmas. I guess I'll take care of this. He's he not takes like everything in stride. Yeah, he's not upset by any of it. Yeah, I was about <laughs> to say their Santa was pretty solid, but I was like, well, most malls get their Santas pretty solid. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of many like Santas where I have. I was about to say many bad Santas, and I remembered the film Bad Santa. So. That's a fantastic. Santa. Yeah. Well, the, the thing with this movie is, and while you're watching, and this is what I always think about it, is like, you know, this was made for children, clearly. So you got to be really delicate with how you portray Santa. You know, uh, this is like the their Jesus. So, so you're gonna you can't you can't really get too sideways with Santa. He's got to be sort of perfect. One thing I love about this film is in this film's universe, Santa is just a known quantity. Like he's not a secret. Like they send reporters to him. The United mm-hmm. Nations meets on it when Santa is kidnapped. <laughs> like, right. He's just a fact of life, and I love that. <laughs> yeah. These well, days, guess- Christmas films bend over backwards to say santa keeps it all secret or whatever this, no, 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 no. Like... this, is, this is for kids you the know reporter at the beginning cer- certainly had vibes of the uh willy wonka reporters <laughs> oh gosh that guy didn't quite seem human did he <laughs> oh one thing the scene at the start where santa's being interviewed did you catch the reporter's name you give it to me mr anderson Oh, all and right. Santa's repeatedly saying, so, Mr. Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> How are you going to speak without a mouth? Because <laughs> that's what Santa does. Miss Claus, right, Claus gets uh, short shrift. Short shrift if, yeah, um, we just got done recording a t- podcast episode of Matt's Twilight Zone podcast about a guy with an awful wife. <laughs> And here's Santa with a terrible wife as well. I mean, they make her pretty jolly, but I I think... uh, He just nags, yeah. This may be the first time Mrs. Claus has ever shown on screen. Is that correct? Is that what this this movie's known for? Uh, You could be right. Yeah, I I would not feel like something must have done it. But um, do do you think if Santa had been there for more than a few weeks, they would have given him like a concubine or something? (laughs) (laughs) Santa has needs. Maybe that's what they had in mind for (laughs) Dropper. I'll be taking Droppo with me. <laughs> I'm going to give Droppo the drop. That's right. Droppo your pants. <laughs> okay, Luke scouring for information. What do you what do you I was have? seeing if there is a straight answer. Mrs. Claus. It was, she was mentioned in the short story of Christmas Legend in 1849. Mentioned is different. But I was way off. Like actually shown on screen. In yeah, yeah, that's what I'm looking for, but it's not giving me a quick answer. That is a pretty oblique fact when you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, I don't let's... know how you actually prove that or not. I just I feel like 
the kids are kids. Years. They only get two takes of the kids because of you know, laws and stuff, which is yeah. good. But <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Oh, the first motion picture to depict Mrs. Claus was 1964's Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Okay, confirmation. Hey. Nice, well remembered. <laughs> where, do you, where do you find this stuff? Wikipedia. <laughs> The Wikipedia, Wikipedia article on Mrs. Claus. <laughs> what? Well done, Wikipedia. Yeah. Okay. So this is so we get a slightly shrill Mrs. Claus for her first run on. This is, so that means this is a groundbreaking feminist movie. <laughs> <laughs> there you are. Well, she does seem to actually be the one running Santa's workshop. He's yeah. just there to swan about being jolly. Because <laughs> yeah, as he complains, all he does on Mars is hit buttons. Yep. Now, when the toys, the, the the messed up toys come out, those are awesome. I want those toys, like the the baseball racket. That was cool. I want a baseball it racket. Was and the baby with the bear's head and the bear with the baby's head. Considering most of these Martians have probably never played Earth sports before, I'm sure they would have been fine with like a baseball bat with a racket on the end. You know, like how would they know, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> bear and a baby's body. They're all like green and have antenna anyway, so whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. The styles well, on the, Mars are lacking. Yeah, they they want they want the toys they've seen in the uh, you oh, know the, the TV, t- yeah. TV commercials. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing I am amused by is people talk about how like uh, Christmas has lost its meaning. It didn't used to be all about commercialism. This is 1964, and it's already like this. <laughs> so any boomer who tells you that is talking out their ass. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Christmas was like this when they were a kid. It's like this now. The Get toys just weren't as cool, that's all. Yeah. They got lame toys. <laughs> okay, so what, what was your most exciting Christmas present? Oh, I know this answer. Do I go first? Yeah, go sure, ahead. why not? Got one. Castle Grayskull. Uh, nice. I got that Castle one, Grayskull. but not for not for Christmas. I That's how my father bribed me to jump off the diving board in YMCA swim classes. <laughs> If you jump, I'll get your Castle Grayskull. Boop, into the water I went. Oh, Is that why if you jump, I'll get your Castle Grayskull? Yeah. It was my OG Game Boy. Ah. But that was, you know, literally life-changing. Because <laughs> <laughs> before that, oh, yeah. I didn't. There was no really portable, play. right? Well, also, I hadn't really owned, I'd never owned games before that. Oh, is that right? My grandmother had a Master System, and I'd play that at hers a couple times, but... And I think my dad had a PC that he played like Doom on, but I hadn't really gamed. Uh, right. My auntie had an, her boyfriend at the time sold her his old Game Boy with like a bunch of games. Um, yeah, that Christmas I got like both the Mario Lands and whatever else. And I was like six, seven. And I literally live in Japan now because I became such a Nintendo nerd. So, <laughs> you know, that's a pretty, pretty important present for me. No, I yeah. Guess- my actual answer would be uh, technically for Christmas would be when I had that that American Fender Telecaster. That's obviously the real answer. But but uh, as a kid, I think uh, my my parents didn't get me any Star Wars stuff, and then just like plopped half of the Return of the Jedi stuff on on top of me at once for Christmas. So of course nice. that was exciting. <laughs> Although the other one that always comes to mind was my um, masterpiece Optimus Prime figure, because it was when I was I don't know, like 17, 18. and I told my uncle that's what I wanted. And on Christmas Day comes around and he's like, I wasn't sure if you were joking. So here's the 50 quid. You can get it if you want. Whoa. <laughs> so the next day we went to Toys R Us, me, my uncle and my dad. And I'm, I'm going in, I'm buying that like top of the line 
Optimus Prime. And the whole time, my dad's like, are you sure? Like, are you going to spend all this money on a toy robot at your age? And the more he's going on, the more absolutely certain I am that, yes, yes, I am going to spend all this money on an Optimus Prime. <laughs> Do it live up to oh, the masterpiece yes, title? Yes, it's dope. Okay. <laughs> uh, if you I have to admit. That, you want to see the Optimus I, Prime? Watch my Optimus Prime Numa Numa video on YouTube. <laughs> I do. I've got to see that because I dropped probably 30 to 50. I can't remember how much he was, but on the hot rod that can turn into Rodimus Prime. Nice. That was a huge toy. I'm like, right there, man. Looked just like in Transformers the movie. Oh, huh? yeah. That, that's the same line, right? The masterpiece line. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was a. It was yeah somewhere between thirty and fifty. <laughs> I kept seeing it at the store, yeah. and I was like, you know, I was, by the time I was a, a parent, so I had no business buying a toy that expensive for myself. <laughs> I was a huge so bad Transformers back in the UK, which is why I've resisted buying any here because it would be ridiculous to have two separate Transformers collections on two continents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bought I bought too many Legos a few years back, but mm. that was fun. Because you can make it, oh, you can be like, oh, it's a smart kid's toy, right? I mean, not not for me, but I still get to, no, actually, I just had to sit there and sort them on my daughter build. I didn't really get to build much <laughs> of Legos, but. <laughs> I had the opposite problem when I made that toy car at work the other day. <laughs> I have, I, there was this like paper craft toy car that came through with the Red Bull. So I was, oh, I'll make that with my student Tori, less cars. But I'm doing the fiddly making it and he's popping out the pieces, but he gets bored of waiting for me to ask them. So he pops out every piece at once. Uh, so I lose track of what order I meant to build it in. And they're yeah. also, they're like pre-stick. They're like stick stickers. So the ones at the end are losing their stickiness as I were. Oh, so he God. got a pretty dreadful little F1 car by the end. <laughs> <laughs> he was happy. But. Yeah, yeah. That's what, uh, yeah. Like, you give it to, like, okay, color. Like, tear the tape off. No, don't take the tape off. There's no time for that. For the love of God, don't take the tape off. Next week. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I think we've had a breakthrough in therapy this week. <laughs> Not like those uh, sharp, uh, you know, Martian kids. They're they're solid. They don't they don't fuck around. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, <laughs> this film did make me think a lot about Japanese kids. Yeah, because they're looking on Christmas mostly from the outside, I guess. But I mean, I'd also just I do kind of feel like a lot of Japanese kids have had their childhood stolen. <laughs> like I talk to kids who are like, I don't think they're even in junior high school yet. And they're like, oh, I studied, I studied four hours every weekend. I have never studied four hours in my life. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's the hardcore. Day, the day before my, like, final exams of high school, maybe I flicked through the books for 30 minutes. And like, I didn't get straight A's, but I passed everything because I didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> I took notes, and that was usually all I really needed to do. Well, up, up until, like, the last couple years of school, I was I was getting straight A's without doing any studying. I was that asshole. <laughs> and like I always, the way I always tell it is: first year of high schools, straight A. Second year of high schools, I had a girlfriend. So, <laughs> yeah. Not only was I not studying at home, half the time I wasn't going to lessons. <laughs> <laughs> I have to but say I, that I had a very similar experience. <laughs> but I, I remember, like my childhood is just constantly reading comic books, going out and playing in the woods, you know playing with my friends, playing video games. And I feel like what I learned from that has helped me in life a lot more than anything I learned from school. Like anything I've ever done successfully is just because I'm good with people and charming, which is because I spent all my time having fun with friends. 
Well, you, you take this, the Martian kids and you sort of fast forward them. So they're having this like speeded up education, right? They're, mm. they're laying in their learning chambers or whatever it is, you know? It's like, all right, at what point does that then, what, what point is it over? And then when they join life, where are they? You know, if you really want to get into uh, the mechanics of Santa Claus conquers the Martian. Well, um, <laughs> we see that here in the Japanese adults can be real childish because they didn't have time to develop that stuff as kids, right? Like, I think there's a big reason why the schoolgirl fetish is so huge in Japan. Because they don't actually do any, like, mental development after, like, school age. (laughs) Wow. I like the TV show, right? It's all this crazy slapstick comedy and poop jokes and silly costumes. Because I think Japanese people are a bit, like, emotionally and mentally stunted as children. They didn't have time to develop or to get their childishness out of their way as kids. The flip side to all of that. Now these these kids getting their um, one they have the sleep spray. One I'd like to have some sleep spray just as a practical <laughs> joke, if nothing else. <laughs> I want the tickle ray that he used to drop out. <laughs> oh, Droppo is going to laugh anyway. <laughs> now the tickle ray goes in the uh, bedside drawer there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I did feel the the kids' little learning thing felt like like kind of Vulcan, right? Like. Fox well, learning pod or yeah, something. Very it was, yeah. Uh, which is funny because for the most part, I felt like the Martians were proto Klingons. Like um, the villain guy is like, ah, oh, we used to be the planet of war. <laughs> Whereas you can't introduce this childish things. We're a warrior race. This will taint our bloodlines and our honor. That's makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah, Mars is the god of war and stuff. And also in that they're basically just men with mustaches painted a bit brown. <laughs> <laughs> I, I dig that. I like any sci-fi that was before the space program. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or at least before like the moon landing and things like there, that. There's a shot of an actual rocket taking off. <laughs> yeah. No, this was kind of... I mean, I don't know how predictive it was, but, um, you know, for... Uh, space program and things like that i mean it would be nice to kind of compare and contrast how to see just how prescient this was this was something kind of take that for granted sometimes when it comes to the 60s like where does this fall you know well this this is the same year trek started right yes and mm, like you know pilot like cage yeah. pilot yeah but like it is quite star trek <laughs> like the fight scenes are pure Star Trek. Yeah, there's the, 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 the two-handed fist and grabbing the railing and kicking. <laughs> I was trying to look up. Like, did, was there like a, the same stunt director or director for Dog Creek? Did they even <laughs> have those in the '60s, or did they just put two men in a room and say fight? <laughs> yeah, I did like the sets by and large. They were pretty yeah. fun. Like the toy factories awesome. properly. They were totally great. Long. Mars looked so great. Mm. I like the polar bear. <laughs> The so, okay. <laughs> uh, think about Star Wars. What color are the stars? They're pretty white, right? Yeah. I mean, think about Battlestar or anything. It's white stars. I did notice that TOS Star Trek and this movie had multicolored stars. And that's actually, you know, that's what the sky actually looks like when you get in there, right? So mm. it's in that way, it's more realistic than um, 2001. Yeah. Thought it was just a Christmas thing. No, no, no. There are, there are stars of different. I mean, you. I mean, if you stare at the sky on a nice clear evening, you can work that out. Too, yeah, you can so. see a little bit of blue and a little bit of red. <laughs> in, in the movie, that, yeah. that's kind of what I was thinking of. But yeah, I love the polar bear. God, I'm glad someone mentioned that. The guy <laughs> in a polar bear suit. 
<laughs> and then the oh, robot. <laughs> there needed to be yeah. a, a short film created after the this one to explain the polar bear, though. <laughs> the polar bear conquers the Martian. I mean, they're on the North Pole. They're not on an island in the Pacific. So it's <laughs> <good>. <laughs> it makes sense to be a polar bear there. Yeah. What did I see the article yesterday? It's the polar bear capital of the world. I forget where it was. You have to live with the polar bears there. Is it Svalbard? Uh, maybe. It, that might be it, yeah. I've, I've definitely had some looks into that. You know, um, I like bears. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> they got the seed thing, too. Yeah. You had I was going to say something. Look on your face. So we all shut up. I just was wondering what how much of a hit this movie was in its day. Um, quite a hit. Really, and it ran. Um, it ran as like a matinee at Christmas time for several years. Like it didn't like blow up box office records or anything, but it was a it was a surefire. If we put this in theaters, kids will go and watch it at Christmas time. Mm. I just I can't believe there's never been like a. Well, I can believe it because it's a cult movie, but I think like a remake of this would do really well. I think like yeah. a, a, a big CGI laden remake of this would do great. Like just an actual. Like I do feel like they're struggling for something different to do with a Christmas film at the moment. I mean, this to, to me this is different, right? Yeah, but you know, the cult <laughs> reputation of it, they would yeah. be all like, I think it would it would be. It would be a bomb because they wanted it to be a bomb before right. it even came out. You know, unfortunately. What, what have been the recent Christmas movies? All I'm coming up with is Prometheus. The uh, Netflix has been putting out some fairly popular <laughs> That's ones. That's a great one. Though. Um, <laughs> Arthur Christmas was big a few years back. That was made by the Wallace and Gromit guys. Right. Um, I loved Arthur Christmas. That was a good one. The Christmas Chronicle with Kurt Russell as Santa. <laughs> that's was surprisingly okay yeah is that is yeah. that the super violent one the no no no, no. that's one? the mel gibson, that's mel gibson. One. Yeah, yeah okay i haven't seen that yet as much as i don't want to support mel gibson i do really want to see that film <laughs> um no i think good. the last one that came out and has been just accepted as like one of the classics was elf and that's coming up on like 20 years old yeah i you know, I've never seen Elf because when it came out on DVD, um, a friend of mine that was still working at a video shop had a stack they were trying to give away of Elf DVDs at a party. And I'm like, this can't be good if this is what's oh, up. Elf's you know? real good. You is can't it, make me watch yeah. this. I remember okay. it had a swank DVD with like super extra features for the time. Well, a lot, a big chunk of it is just Will Ferrell. Doing platinum, Ferrell New Line Platinum. But Will Ferrell, when he does it, for like a family friendly audience is actually pretty funny <laughs> i like him i just yeah. yeah that was my impression of elf i'm like you this is you're giving this away like it's a coaster like yeah that, you don't usually <laughs> I, I think this is a generational thing because you're yeah, amongst my friends it's considered like all classic family. yeah yeah it's up there so what yeah. what is your favorite christmas film 
My favorite Christmas movie? The ref. It's the ref, isn't it? Uh, no, 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 no. The ref has Kevin Spacey in it. We don't really enjoy the ref as much as we used to. Um, no, no. My favorite is um, the Muppets Family Christmas. It's like it's like a TV show, really, but it's almost an hour long. Uh, it's when um, the Muppets are then um, stuck. In, they're snowed in with the characters from Sesame Street. So it's like super cool to see them interacting with one another. You know, Big Bird and the Swedish chef in the kitchen. One of my favorite scenes from the whole thing. And definitely when you hear someone like Kermit talking to Ernie, it's just like the universe folding in on itself because their voices <laughs> are the same, basically. So, yeah, I really love Muppet Family at Christmas. That's like, I don't know. Uh, I usually have a playlist at Christmas time, but if I don't see that one, it really like I can feel it in my very soul that Christmas has not occurred. It's been a while since I've actually watched it. I mean, well, we work on Christmas, so. <laughs> yeah. but, um, it's hysterically funny, though. I, I typically will put stuff like that on, um, starting with when the Christmas tree is decorated. Prior to being a parent, my Christmas tree decorating movie was um, Friday After Next. <laughs> right. The... I put a film on making the tree or wrapping presents. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't watch that one anymore. <laughs> my, my, yeah, a little, little too much profanity and gunshots. <laughs> Elf might be the number one. For me. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, die Hard, because uh, that's a Christmas movie. Uh, uh, I'm original what? for this thought. Uh. <laughs> no, my, I, I do watch Die Hard at Christmas, and I do like that film, but that's not interesting patter in the year 2021. No, it's, <laughs> it's been a few years since I watched it, but I, I think I'm going to have to go with Scrooge in the end. Scrooge is great. Yeah. The Manson yeah. family Christmas. So I, I still want to see that special. <laughs> yeah, oh gosh, every it's, I would just love to know they actually made all those little things, and you could then watch them. Oh, I would love it. No, I love Scrooge. Uh, that's one of Henrik's favorites, actually, as yeah. well. We we both really enjoy that one. So no, that's that's worthy of the list. It's pretty peak Murray. I, I like the man who knew too little as well, though, which is not apparently a popular opinion. <laughs> no, but I saw that when it came out. I remember loving that. One. I saw it on opening night. It did, I, I must have been the only person who saw it on opening night because it didn't make any money. <laughs> oh, did no? I remember going to see that. Yeah, no, I um, he he was he was sort of on a roll at that time. Maybe that was the end of the roll. The roll was sputtering. It was like that and Operation Dumbo Drop, and you know, then then the next year is Rushmore and starting. Okay. To, do that sort of stuff and lost in translation a few years after that. That was the net. The, I guess that's phase three Murray by that point, but guy, his face looks like it's just about to fall off of his bones right now. <laughs> like there's a close up of him in Ghostbusters, and like, okay, is he a zombie? Because <laughs> oh, did you catch it? Yeah. Okay. Your assessment of, of Ghostbuster Afterlife? Yeah, because yeah. it's hadn't shown in Japan yet. Oh, um, well. Have you have you seen the 2016 one? Yeah, yeah. we did okay. a you about it. Right. So uh, <laughs> my thought is that I hope it makes all the Rowans of the world happy. <laughs> is there a assessment. joke in it? Is there a joke in Ghostbuster Afterlife? Yeah. Is there comedy in it? Yeah. No. We, oh, sure. No, it's Taylor. Uh, I, did not, I did not get that impression from the trailers. <laughs> You know, uh, trailers, they, they just were really trying to sell it as, oh, no, really? No, there's black people, but we don't really let them do anything. You can come see it. <laughs> so uh, it, it uh, no, it's, it's definitely a comedy. Works as great as a Ghostbusters 3. Um, Evolution is probably my Ghostbusters 3, because let's be honest. I really like that film. Yeah. Yeah, basically Ghostbusters 3. But um, 
no if we're if we're thinking that we can't leave that original two movies at ghostbusters 2 and we want to have the three um this is a this is a wrap it up kind of three they don't really need to make an, another ghostbusters after this no I'd, I'd seen some you know since it came out a few people actually saying they liked it and i was like oh i had a feeling it was going to be a train wreck but it seems like it might be no no so. no it's it's good <laughs> it's 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 sentimental like hey, did you see super eight of course you saw super eight yeah it, yeah. it made me think of super eight the trailer um, made me think of Super 8. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, uh, it's it's tailor-made for all the people that wanted a Ghostbusters 3. Very, very tailor-made for those fans. And I, like I said, I hope all the Rowans of the world are glad because the universe has bended mm. to your will. Yeah. So it, it bended better than Star Wars did? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the fandom for that is even more toxic than Ghostbusters. I can't even... There's nothing would make a Star Wars fan happy. No, none of them. You can't do anything. You'd, you'd literally have to. I think it would have to be the Aryan nation would have to be the stars. <laughs> Ouch. Okay. So um, with the Martian Santa Claus. There were a couple of shots there. in this where it, the Martian costumes just did look a bit too much like blackface. I think they couldn't I, quite decide if they were green or some kind of tan color or gold. And um, I guess because it was like a little bit dark, they were just in blackface. <laughs> it, yeah, ooh, <laughs> I didn't think of that. But well, you can do that and still be Prime Minister of Canada. Uh, yeah. Oh god, how oh, horrible! I mean, I'm going to steal someone else's story here, but uh, Gary Dutton, I listen to on a lot of podcasts. He told a story where he went to a wrestling show. And they were doing face paint. So he got his face painted like gold dust. Um, but then he wanted to get his face, they wanted to wash it off before he took the train home. And the gold washed off just fine. But the black just spread around his face as he washed. Oh. <laughs> he had to take the tube home in blackface. Oh, to get no. A shower <laughs> on. And see, it's not an excuse if you get called out on it, if you're famous, you know? Yep like well you did it <laughs> i don't know it's it's it'd be hard to try if the more you try to explain what actually happened the worse it would probably yeah. be now for you <laughs> i've been down the mines <laughs> <laughs> you keep the gold you you got to own it if you're gonna go gold dust well that's the thing i would definitely have just gone home as gold dust so i wouldn't have had that problem yeah yeah i ran I mean... a fun run as gold dust once <laughs> I was gold dust and my buddy was stardust. <laughs> Good times. Uh, the one other thing I noted, so they have a little in interview with like their space expert. So this is a film from 1964 and our space expert has a German accent. Oh, that guy's it, a Nazi. His name was even like, it, it was very close to Werner von Braun. It wasn't the same, but it was like, you know, Werner von block or something right like yeah one of the heroes of this film is definitely a member of the nazi party well, <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what they did <laughs> like a, a post-war german nazi scientist because they dragged over Werner von braun and not only that he became buddies with disney and did a bunch of tv shows so everyone did at this point in time think of the rocket scientist as the uh you know, Erst as Nazi, basically. Yeah, suddenly all the Star Wars haters and the Abrams haters are going like, hmm, gotta check out this. Chris, uh, Santa Claus conquers a march. <laughs> <laughs> sound better and better. 
blackface, Nazis, polar bear, <laughs> nice white bear, not none of this brown shit. <laughs> if, you're shit if you're shit and white, you might want to see the doctor. <laughs> that's that's my bit of advice today. For whatever happened to white dog shit, eh? What's You're not dry. scared anymore. People clear it, clean it better. I don't know. It's just for some reason that's like a a classic joke. Okay, because they're pretty good about cleaning in Japan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not like in the states where you got to watch where you're walking. So you're telling okay. me it's shrimp fried this rice? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to think about that. What happened to the ghost poop? <laughs> oh, ghost poop! You remember that? <laughs> It's this Mandela effect out of existence because of CERN. <laughs> so that's why. School in 10 feet of ghost poop. CERN dragged in all of the white poop when they <laughs> turned it on. <laughs> it sounds to me like both of you enjoyed this movie. Am I right? I, I legit quite like this film. I think it's half decent sci-fi. Like, I mean, it's, it's classic sci-fi stuff, but it's all put together nicely. They eat pills. They have education pods and communication helmets their society has gone to science and lost its heart and then that also means it's actually a half decent christmas film right because yes. it's no like an extreme version of you know the modern city guy needs to reconnect with his family roots so mm -hmm. I, th I think this film does what it sets out to do really well yeah <laughs> and even if they didn't set out to do that um this is the story we're gonna go with yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I didn't like it quite as much, but, you know, I was pleasantly entertained. But, yeah, my main focus was uh, uniting Dropper with the bandsaw again. So <laughs> I don't know what it was. It was maybe maybe it is the you, you made the, you know, Jamie Farr joke. But, yeah, you know, like yes. I like MASH, but yeah, Claire gets really annoying real fast. <laughs> I think we've I think we've uh, I think we've hit a nerve. I don't here. like I discovery love Dropper. <laughs> but like he's fine and he's there for the kids and i think kids would probably be abused by him especially in 1964 yeah. maybe today's i don't think today's kids would sit through this <laughs> no no it Punishment. is very like, but I, I think that's why they need to make at least like an animated version mm -hmm. or something you know i think it it is worth um it is worth making a new one i think because uh like luke said i mean it's it does have its heart in the right place and it is it does work as a science fiction. I was glad to hear someone say that because I, I agree with that. That that kind of made me start thinking, who would make that animated version? Yeah, Netflix. I mean, like the actual creators. Netflix doesn't make anything, right? They're distribute. <laughs> oh, actual creators? Yeah. Um, probably not Americans. No. No. It would There'd be one of the many... there. Although, because this, like I said, this thing is fits Japanese children surprisingly well and it's all about a weird outside perspective on Christmas I'd love to see the anime version <laughs> I would yeah I would go in on that yeah ha having Agreed. not seen a new South Park in the past 10 years I could I could see that working <laughs> no I don't you wouldn't give to those guys I don't want any cynicism anywhere near my Christmas uh, okay like I, I just I with Christmas I'm just 100% pure schmaltz I turn <laughs> off all my thoughts like I don't care. Shut up. I already told you Scrooge is my favorite Christmas like... movie. <laughs> and it's still schmaltz by the end. Oh, it yeah. is schmaltz yeah. by the end, but it's got plenty of cynicism too. But yeah, like a, a real, a super schmaltzy Christmas ending gets me every time. Mm. End of ending of Elf when the dad joins in with the song, tearing up. <laughs> like, even fucking um, Jingle All The Way, right? 
Oh, Real man. dumb shit, but gets me. Gets me every time. <laughs> I saw that toy from Jingle All the Way. They've got it now in the toy stores here. Shut up. You can get a Turbo Man? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure I saw a Turbo Man a few months ago, and I was like, no way. <laughs> I should have bought it. Looks about Amazon. And they're 50 quid, on a, <laughs> on, 50 quid on a Turbo Man. <laughs> No, it was it was with those um you know the, like a section of retro toys or whatever like or toys for old people you know with the alien figures and all of that other stuff, uh the 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 twenty dollar GI Joe that's the same size as the old one, but yet it's twenty dollars. I, I guess I'm the Grinchiest of us here, but I am the one that's about to spend a week as in full Santa playing a ukulele. So, <laughs> they I think you will. Oh, okay, I could get one. It would cost me. 180 bucks. <laughs> what? Oh, I didn't see the one there. Okay. <laughs> I'll wait till uh, I, I see it in a shop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a lot, but I don't know. It was not that much. It's also, this takes me back to what I said when we watched Jingle All the Way. It's actually a crap toy. It's just Turbo Man. Like that Turbo Man looked cheap as shit in that film <laughs> this one does too <laughs> yeah, no it's just if you're a fan of that movie which i am like a lot of for many years it was nobody talked about how great jingle all the way was um, but, but I, I think it's great i scroll down it's like you might also like this overpriced boba fett and this overpriced darth vader so like yeah <laughs> they know who's buying these <laughs> what's the do you got a potato head there okay yeah my dad had a decent collection of potato heads going for a while like, I think someone got him a Darth Vader one for Christmas and he liked it well enough. So we just kept getting him all the Star Wars and Transformers potato heads. Uh, <laughs> I, I finally got to watching the Orville where the uh, the Helmsman um, pranks the robot by just taping Mr. Potato Head things all over him so he walks on the bridge with it. That was fun. <laughs> have, have you seen that one? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's like, okay, I've pranked you now. So, so, you know, he's trying to teach him about practical jokes. He's like, okay, now it's your turn. You got to do a good one. He wakes up the next morning. His leg has been surgically removed. <laughs> that is a good prank. Yeah, it is a good prank, which he eventually admits after the uh, getting past his rage of not having a leg anymore. It's just like, when, uh... <laughs> well, he can regenerate one on a spaceship, right? My friend Jay was telling a story of like a school trip where his friends were being real dicks to him. But I was just like laughing along and siding with the bullies, essentially. <laughs> no, it's funny. Like, what they done is apparently they just decided it'd be really funny if he didn't get any sleep. <laughs> so every time he started to fall asleep, they smacked him in the face with a pillow. That's what they do in Guantanamo <laughs> Bay, too. They put in so much commitment that the next day it was all of them who felt like shit and were falling asleep at the Lion King. <laughs> they stayed up all night deciding he couldn't have any sleep. <laughs> I like I was like that is kind of horrible but I've got to respect the commitment to the bit. <laughs> I woke up with braided hair on the school trip bus. It was kind of fun I guess. Okay. Anything more we got for the Martians? I think we covered most of the bases. 
It's yeah. one of the rare occasions I, mean, I, I made notes and I've hit all my notes. Okay. <laughs> I no, it's, it's a good bit of world, world building. It's like just kind of just enough to move the story and there's not a whole lot of unnecessary, you know, jack offery or fart smelling, you know. What is Jaja Gabor's sci fi flick? Somehow I got in my mind this was it, but it's not. I don't she's know. I should some, know. It's like 65. It might be a little bit later, but uh, yeah, she's in something equally whack and i kind of thought we were getting into that but uh it wasn't yeah, that, no i'm so. i'm more of a, a barbarella and a galaxina yeah, yeah, yeah so i don't know but yeah if you, I, if you want to spice up your christmas with some cheese some cheese spice for your christmas this is probably worth uh having a look at especially when it's free on youtube <laughs> yeah it's just not i think it's got a reputation of being terrible and i I don't agree, but most movies that have a reputation for being terrible that are old, I definitely kind of, you know, I, I'm a little, I take a bit of offense to it because some movies are, are bad, quote unquote, because they were trying hard to be good, but they just weren't. Um, but I think Christmas, or I keep wanting to say Christmas on Mars, but people were walking out of Christmas on Mars when I went to see it. I was one of the only people left. Um, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians was really made as entertainment, and it was goofy, and it was self-aware, you know? So I don't think it needs the extra commentary. Mm. In the yeah. end, does Christmas work better on television? Um, I, I don't think you go to the theater for Christmas. But I think I think a feature-length film on the TV is where it's at. Okay, I went to the theater on Christmas a lot. <laughs> yeah. Did you go and watch the Christmas films? No. That's what I mean, because Christmas films, you want to watch it in the living room with your family, mm. you know, hot cup of cocoa, all of that jazz. Oh, gosh, no, at Christmas time, you know, there's movies you put on in the house and stuff, but going out to a Christmas movie, oh, boy, no. At Christmas, I really want to see Texas Chainsaw. Hey, that's usually the stuff I gravitate towards. Mm. Yeah. You got to edit that now. A little salt you? with the sugar. <laughs> I, to me, it's, it's like all the action films used to be set at Christmas. So I like watching a couple of those. Lethal Weapon. Oh God. Die the Hard. Long Kiss Goodnight. Yeah, yeah kiss all that jazz. Yeah. That's a good Batman one. Returns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Damn, Batman right. Returns. Yeah, that came out in the summertime, as I recall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did. <laughs> I remember seeing that Linux. <laughs> Or I guess many a film we're seeing. I mean, again, if you've gotten to this point in the podcast, you like it is free. Maybe don't sit and watch it with your full attention. But stick it on. I think you'll be you would be surprised at how not crap this film is. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, I was hoping someone would say that because uh, I often find myself being defending the the movie that's just legendarily bad. But I think uh, something like Dario Argento's Dracula. Um, I, I think I still haven't gotten on the bus with that being actually good. I still was no good at all. And, <laughs> and so I'm waiting for to turn the corner and be like, this is actually a lot of fun. I, I will I throw out one thing on this movie that did notably suck is the cinematography was super flat. Not that I think they were like, you know, gunning for any arty shots, but it was just like, stick the camera, stand in front of the camera, act. I think it was the director's like one and only feature film. <laughs> So if there is something that did make it look a little cheap, it would be just the there was nothing going with the camera in this one. Yeah, anyway, it's a very low budget movie, and that's obvious. 
And so for them to like pull all the color out of it with the equipment that they had, I don't think was going to necessarily happen. And so, yeah, I agree with you there. There's a sort of drabness to it. And that extends to the Martian makeup, which like Luke said earlier, was uh, brown. It didn't look green enough. It was mostly brown. So ah, there you have it. Santa Claus conquers the Martians. Totally racist. <laughs> uh, well, with that, I, I guess tell them where you're at. <laughs> Oh man, have I made a Christmas movie? I feel like I have. Disaster for Christmas, probably, starring Blitzen. Um, yeah, gonzorific.com, G O N Z O R I F F I C. For gift ideas, I recommend Space Boobs in Space, <laughs> Edgirl Dracula, Ariella Jones, and the home video Vixens. Give your loved ones the gift of Space Boobs in Space. Yeah, oh, they'll love it if you love Space. Face and boobs, it's pretty much the best. <laughs> Don't take my word for it. Look up Will Wheaton's blog where he praised the movie. <laughs> That's my claim to fame, Will Wheaton. Okay. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can find more episodes by going to Twitter at MLSFSBod, also on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Anywhere where you can get podcasts, you can find Matt and Luke's Sci Fi Sanctuary. Just search for it there. If you want to help support this podcast, you keep it online. Go to patreon.com slash podcastio podcastius. You can find more podcasts like Matt's Twilight Zone podcast, Time Enough podcast. You can find me talking about Pokemon, talking about Monster Hunter. You can find Matt talking about educational films and cult films and weird documentaries. Um, and you can just throw us a dollar a month to help keep this shit online because, you know, we ain't getting any sponsors or nothing. <laughs> you, you listen to this shit? <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you want to, if you're alone this Christmas, you know, um, which you know some people are I think it's the world is not back to normal yet no matter how much everyone wants to pretend it is um, maybe you want to get a little bit of company I think I would actually be streaming on Christmas day at 8pm UK time 5am for your boy so go to twitch.tv slash Luke loves PK in there you're playing with your ball yeah I can't resist it <laughs> I spent I wore this hat for like the whole Christmas week at work last year and all day I'm just rolling the ball back and forth across my chest <laughs> Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> ho, 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 ho. It's not the first time I've ridden the boards back and forth across the chest. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Krimmer. Yeah!